Boom. There we go. There's that. We're good here. I can get rid of that. And. So John and I have been talking behind your back. Such. Yeah. Um, I wish I erased yesterday's discussion. I wish I wouldn't have. Um, but when I, when you brought this up off the air a couple of days ago and said, eh, maybe I'm not going to do it. Do what? Uh, the story about uh, small town, small something, whatever that song is by yeah, Al Dean. Try, try that, that in a small, small town. Uh, my instincts b- betrayed me. I-, I think that we were duped by the record company, the great big machine, mm-hmm. and we were just part of the promotion, the promotion where any press is good press. And uh, <coughs> we, we just... My need to talk about things that are in the news overpowered my common sense. And usually you override me on that stuff, and that's good. But for some reason, we both fell into the trap. And all we did was sell albums. Well, it's always a fine line. If you don't talk about certain things, people will go and find somebody who is. Yeah, but I think GLers... How much did about that? A lot of emails about it. Really? Uh, yeah, a lot of emails are still coming in. I think it huh. speaks to the divide, though, more than anything else. Yeah, that that's... See, I was the one who didn't want to do it. Yeah, and, and I wish I would have... me <laughs> I wish I would have agreed with you. I really do. Because, Kenny, after you um, logged off yesterday, John and I chatted, and I said, "What? what there's a grander game at stake here, right? Because everything... Because I'm... I'm so cynical that I don't believe anything isn't being done on purpose. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. And th- this is exactly the same thing. These, these marketing teams—they're not stupid. They know how to yep. play the American yep. public. We, look at look at Taylor Swift. That's that's a machine based solely on marketing. And she doesn't have to rely on controversy. No, no. It's it's the she's completely and rightfully. I mean, good for her. She's preying upon the generation of I have to be there or I'm missing out. In the meantime, Beyonce came and went. She was here last night and gone and got a little review in the paper. Was she at U.S. Bank? Yeah. No, she was at... uh, Target Center? No. The other one. the Gophers play. They did TCF? I thought so. Oh, wow. I didn't... I drove by it yesterday. Isn't that called Huntington Bank Stadium? Yeah. Or sorry, yeah, not TCF. I drove by it yesterday and didn't even notice when I left work. The fact remains, Kenny, and maybe it's just part of the marketing that I need to absorb. The fact remains is CNN and the New York Times are not going to jump all over sexy red, but they're going to jump all over a white country music guy. Mm-hmm. They're, that Wherever that leaves us. In the marketing oh, scheme sorry, is beyond me. Yeah, and the WAP girl, wet ass, yeah. so and so, and 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 what's when, her name's performance at the Super Bowl, which when was she profoundly was, idiotic. When she was criticized, the people that criticized her got made fun of mm-hmm. by the mainstream media, the people you uh, mentioned, and, and I th- thought that was worthy of criticism. The mainstream media likes anything that irritates the mainstream. Or, or to be more specific, um, conservatives. Right. 
I can pull it up on your screen. Do you want me to pull it up on your screen? Pull what? Golf. No. Okay. I'm just, I'm trying to find the channel that it's on. Ah, damn it. Um, from you today, Kenny, all I need is just a Maple Grove, sir. All right. Because you got a... Oh. I'll repeat that part. Um. Rock? He went, he went potty. Should I do the spam thing right off the bat just for fun? Get it out of the way. Or should I keep teasing it? No, I'll do it today. No, but I mean, should I do it later in the show? Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, it's, man, I'm. Oh, come on. We've been sitting on our. <laughs> I'm going to do it right away. All right. See, here's a picture of who plays Barbie. Oh, it's uh, what's her name? Whatever. The the granddaughter of Mara. Isn't Margot it? Robbie or Margot Robbie. Yeah. Well, there's, here's a picture of her in the Drudge Report. I, I find it haunting. It's disturbing. Let me see it. I'll be the judge of that. Oh, no, she's very attractive. That's not it. But look at the background. It's uh, What was the movie Jim Carrey was in where he was leading a fake life? Oh, uh, The uh, Truman it, Show. The Truman Show. This is like The Truman Show. You're talking about this one where she's in the car with, what's yeah. his name, Ryan Gosling? No, she's just alone in the car. But look at the fake mountains and shit in the background. I, Barbie's a fucking doll. There's no story. We're on the council, sir. Oh, excuse me. Yep. Jeez. I keep forgetting. But I this. think that that's part of the bit. Well, you're bringing it up. I won't. I won't. I'll save my ammunition. In fact, I won't start with spam. I'm going to start with Barbie. Wow. And how upset I am. Wow. I should have made a trade. You guys get your own tickets to Taylor Swift. And you'll I'll put buy the you bill Barbie for Barbie. <laughs> Wait, so the crew from Chicago's back up this weekend? No, uh, Chris, this is local girls. Just the local crew. That's right. Got it. So you're going to the ball game. Yeah, with Bernie. Bernie's picking me mm -hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Well. But this again... Uh, the reason this might be a box office smash is all these 12-year-olds will have their mom go with them. Yes. They're, and it's going to print money. And mm -hmm. if you had two girls instead of two boys, that's where they'd be tonight. Yep. If we have one Barbie doll in our house, we have 500. Is it kid-appropriate? Wait. I yes. It. I got it. I got it right here. I looked up the rating. Is it? It's, so it's PG. Yeah, uh, there's no nothing. There's nothing except the psychic wounds you'll get from sure looking at this. What world? What world is this? Get off my lawn! Right. I'm ready. It's noon. It is noon, Rook. I need an escape with you at some okay. point today. <coughs> 
Caveman lawyer, your word, world frightens your me. Your world frightens me. Great Phil Hartman bit. Mr. Key Rock, and he's on his cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> Switchy boy, you ready to rock? Because uh, I'm yeah. ready to roll. Yeah. Joel? Yeah. Rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1116. July 21st, 2023, 105 degrees on this day in 1934 and 49 degrees on this day in 1947. The swimming season is, uh, you still got half a swimming season left. Sure. You got to look at it that way in yeah. Minnesota. Get hold of Aquaside products. They'll make sure the rest of the swimming season is in a beach free of weeds and algae and unwanted vegetation. And all of the gunk there that the kids don't like, and that's why they're bugging you and hanging out in the house, and you don't want them in the house, get you don't the want them in out. the yard, get them down to the lake. Well, here's what you do. You get a hold of the Aquaside products. They're made in White Bear Lake. They work quickly. They're very easy to use. They're approved by all of the correct environmental police forces. Uh, here's what you do. Get your cell phone, go down to your lakefront, stand there and... Call Aquaside and tell them exactly what you're looking at, what you're facing. They'll they'll help you understand that. They'll get you the right products, and your beach will be uh, free of weeds and stuff for the rest of the year. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Before I get to the spam story, which oh, I hope I... Oh, I was hoping we'd kick things off. Which I hope I haven't oversold. I continue to think it's the world's greatest spam story. I can't wait for it. It cannot be topped. <clears throat> okay. Uh, I want to say how disturbed I am by the uh, the movie Barbie. Now, I haven't seen it. I shouldn't say I'm disturbed by the movie. I don't know anything about the movie. But I look at the still shots, and, and I, I'm freaked out. What world is this? What this is not for us, right? But is it in We're the United the States? What? Where, where is Barbie driving around her little pink Corvette? Is that Barbie a made-up world? Yes, Malibu, alternate universe, <laughs> Malibu Barbie. <laughs> you you either have to be a child or a listener of My Talk One Hundred Seven One Bingo That's to be right. into the Barbie <laughs> accuracy. Thing. 100%. In fact, to the point, Kenny, where yesterday I had to go down and talk to our guy Roscoe about this, that, and the other, Lori and Julia were videoing a Barbie promo for their website. My gal, who's a GLer and she doesn't know it, Don McLean, had to dress up as Barbie today. No! I By company order? Or? And she sent me a picture. Hold on. I want to read what to you what I sent back. She sent me a picture of her and Brad, um, Brad, um, trainer. Brad, 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 Brad trainer. trainer dressed as uh, Barbie and Ken. And my response was medicated Barbie and dour Ken. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because Bradley looks like he's going to kill somebody. He looks really <laughs> angry. <laughs> well, you have two blockbusters. Ken. You have Oppenheimer and Barbie. And it's going to revitalize the theater industry. Okay. And I guess people are going to the movies with Team Oppenheimer on their shirts and Team Barbie. Uh, uh, so 
It tells me a couple of things. Okay. Uh, we're we're in trouble. What what the hell's going on that you'd wear a shirt that says Team Barbie and go to a movie or Team Oppenheimer? If they had any brains, they would have combined the two. Yeah, Barbie Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah, Opper Barbie. Yeah. Um, then there's a story in the Tribune today about some local gal, 53 years old, who thinks she's Barbie. She's driving. She has a pink Corvette. Oh boy! And drives around, and her house is done up like a Barbie house. No, no, no I, I'm sorry. No, it's, that's that's, that's not no go real. zone. It's in the paper. She's married. That's and unicorn. That's yeah. no go zone. That's, well, I'm just telling you. But I guess what what bothers me is I'm sure it's a very fun movie for the gals. They're all going tonight. All the little girls I know are going to it. Same that ones that went to the Taylor Swift concert. Uh, above yeah. the yeah. crazy line, we have the danger zone. Right. This is your redheads, your strippers, anyone named Tiffany, or hairdressers. <laughs> this is where your car gets keyed, you get a bunny in the pot, yeah, your tires right. get slashed, and you wind up in jail. Yeah, that's that. right. That's the no-go zone. <laughs> Wait. 53 and she's got the oh yeah here the it, pink Corvette the whole nice, she got a vet she had done is this a uh, if I pulled into woman? the driveway and I saw that I would I'd I leave would ba- I'd back out I'd back she'd, out she'd never see me again well, you'd ever s- you'd have to say hey I be forgot here. something at home or do you just not even offer up that I, I pull into the driveway I see all that I back out and I'm never heard from again maybe it was in the same Paul paper am I making that up hmm. I did see a story. Well, I, I didn't see it in the strip. But I Maybe I, I saw it on, uh, you know what I did? I saw it on one of the local news sites. Mm. Uh, and she's just having fun. She's just a gal having fun. For all I know, she's a GLer. Wait. I, I don't know. Uh, I we don't, don't know. know that. No, I'm, no, she's not. She's not a GLer. I just hope the kids who see it aren't psychically wounded. Uh, wondering, what, what land is this? What? Mm-hmm. It's a doll. It's a doll. What's the storyline? What's the deal with this? What's the story? I don't know. I Ryan Gosling or who was it? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan I Gosling. don't know. I, I don't know why he would. Huh. Well, he probably cashed in. Well, no dummy. Have fun. Kids. So wait a minute. So what you're trying to tell us is I'm going to the ball game. I know you. Are. We all concert. are. It's going to yeah. be great. My my kid is already in his twins jersey. That's how excited he is for tonight's ball game. Anyway, so as high as you were. Last summer, on how Top Gun Maverick revitalized the movie-going experience, and how you thought, all right, this is a, at least a glimmer of hope that we are clinging to as Americans, right? You have the exact well, opposite the, feeling of this particular movie. No, I don't think ill of this at all. I think it's going to be really fun if you're 11 years old. I get that. I, I but I don't understand. Uh, I'll have to ask him what was the plot. I want to know what the plot was. Well, it's just fun, right? Isn't it just to make believe? Because every girl played with Barbies at some point. You had a few Barbies laying around your uh, home there, Such? 500. <laughs> and they Keep all belong the to you and the wife? Yeah, they're all mine. Um, do the kids ever play with Ken? Yeah, I think we got some Kens. Well, I thought of a great line for a rock and roll song. She hmm. only liked the astronaut Barbie. I just like that as a line. Okay. You only like the astronauts. When I was a kid in the 70s, I had the G.I. Joe. With the Kung Fu grip? Now, wasn't that a movie? And um, my younger sisters had the Barbie and the Ken. Yeah. And I don't know how it repeatedly happened this way, but somehow the G.I. Joes would constantly kick the S out of the Ken. That's so weird. And he's always missing an arm or a head or a leg. And it it was really grim. 
And then he would take Barbie under his under his grip, wouldn't well, he? Well, yeah, they'd right. disappear for a few days, and then she'd show up well, all disheveled. Like naked and... Barbie was the most fun. <laughs> like the Corvette in the movie that Barbie drives. Is it miniaturized? I, I'm very. I'm just having a hard time with this. I'm thinking though. Is that it a real vet? Picture. Here's what. Here's what I should tell you. This is almost Willy Wonka, but for the 11 year old girls and their mothers. Okay, let's forget it. Right. I, I've, I've suspend reality and just welcome to Barbie's Dreamland. I guess it's Barbie's land. Is that the subtitle, Barbie's Dreamland? I have no idea. It's just called Barbie, isn't it? Barbie. Yeah, but here's what I want in the show description. I want. Garage Logic breaks down the movie Barbie in the as the first sentence. Joe, wait a minute. Huh? You need to ask him a question. I just thought of something. What are you going, rookie? To rookie, look at me. You have to be one hundred percent honest. All right, no lying. This is the truth tree. If you were not going to the Twins game tonight as a member of the Garage Logic Uh-oh. Town Council, Uh-oh. would you, the wife and your daughters, be going to Barbie? I can honestly say there was talk about it. <laughs> There was talk about uh, it. Uh, 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 Show's over. Yeah. There was talk about it. I, 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 I can honestly say I'm not going. Show him the door. But it was discussed. Oh that, 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 doesn't, that doesn't even get discussed ever. Kenny. From Ken. <laughs> From. No. Everybody settle no. down. No. It's Kenny Kemp, jackass, ass hat, or anything. It's, it's not Ken. Oh, my God. Okay, you SOBs. Settle down. The world's greatest pan- spam I'm glad story. I got that off my chest. Oh. This is from the Palm Beach Daily News. Dated May 7, 2018. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. The marriage of Seville Collins de Montenay Fitzalan de Deenan Lord to Kenneth Lowell Harvey Oscar Johnson took place Saturday, January 14th, 2017, in Palm Beach. The Reverend James R. Harlan, rector, was celebrant for the double ring ceremony, which took place at the Episcopal Church of Bethesda-by-the-Sea. Harold Pisher was the organist. The bride is the daughter of Eleanor Louise de Peverell Collins Lord of Palm Beach, and Dr. Jerome Edmund Lord of Boynton Beach and Washington, D.C. The bridegroom is the son of Mr. and Mrs. Kenneth Lowell Johnson of Barnesville, Minnesota. The bride wore an off-the-shoulder vintage satin and beaded gown with a 10-foot train and an organza veil. She was attended by Sister Wallace Jennings de Pantloof, Lord Dash Hart of Milton Keynes, England, and Sister-in-law Maria Yip, Lord of New York, as matrons of honor, and her sisters, Stavely Hampston de Hodenet, Lord of Washington, D.C., and Dorian Warfield de Amor, Lord of Minneapolis, as maids of honor. Ella Louise Fitzwarren, Lord Hart, niece of the bride, was the flower girl. The bridegroom was attended by the bride's brother, Hayes Alexander Fitzwarren, Lord of New York, and the bride's brother-in-law, Andrew Richard Hart of Milton Keynes, England, as best men. Ushers were John Buxton of West Palm Beach, Sean Stephen Osgood of Palm Springs, and Hayes Lee Collins, Lord of New York. 
The bride, who will be known professionally by her maiden name, is a graduate of the Fay School and Miss Porter School. She attended Mount Holyoke College and graduated from Georgetown University with a bachelor's degree in American government. Hmm. She was presented to society at the Infirmary Ball in New York, the Bachelor's Cotillion in Baltimore, Queen Charlotte's Ball in London, and the Opera Ball in Vienna, Austria. She is descended from the English Baron Folks Fitzwarren, who was at the Magna Carta and is the subject of the famous 13th century manuscript, The Romance of Folks Fitzwarren, and of his father, Guaran de Metz, the Lorraine noble who won the famous tournament at Whittington Castle in Shropshire, England. She is a member of the DAR, the Daughters of the Colonial Wars, the Society of the Friends of St. George's, and the descendants of the Knights of the Garter and of the Metropolitan Club in Washington, D.C. The bridegroom earned bachelor's and master's degrees in business administration from North Dakota State University. He co-founded and became the director and senior consultant of the International Education Consultant Group in Seoul, South Korea. He was formerly professor of marketing at Minjiang University in Fuzhou, China, and former finance and economics professor at the Qingdao University of Qingdao, China. The, the bridegroom, a second lieutenant in the Civil Air Patrol and a member of Mensa International, is Director of Customized Training, Business Solutions, and Entrepreneurship at Riverland Community College in Minnesota. A spring honeymoon is planned. The bride is manager of the Spam Museum in Austin, Minnesota. <laughs> wow. And I, Read that last line again, please. The bride is the manager of the Spam Museum in Austin, Minnesota. Wow. And she's also that, the commu in community relations at Hormel Foods. That was that was like a Norm Macdonald joke. Yeah, it's a long, yes. long setup. Timbuktu alerted me. Knock it out of the ballpark with the punchline. The bride My is God. the manager of the Spam Museum. In Austin, Minnesota, oh, the couple is living in Austin, Minnesota. Now, the, this was five, six years ago. Bleeping Magna Carta. I wonder Carter, how they are doing. Mensa, I called. Royalty. I you, called what? the Spam Museum. Yeah. And I said, could you please, I identify myself, and I said, could you please tell me uh, who your current manager is? And it's uh, it's Seville Collins de Montenay Fitzalan de Deenan Lord. <laughs> For I'm real? not kidding, for real. <laughs> Do you think the family's proud? Well, of course, <laughs> of course. They're, they probably made their fortune at Hormel. Oh, sure. Who are these people? Wow. The only thing that could have possibly made that better is if she was the assistant manager the bride is the assistant, assistant manager, manager of the spam museum <laughs> no you know dean lord uh we'd love to you know we should talk to her sometime this is amazing you have the palm beach post going through this society wedding announcement that probably rivals any society wedding announcement in that newspaper mm -hmm. in terms of provenance 
They but, go all the way back to the Magna Carta. How uh, how are those written? Aren't they just, they're given to the newspaper, right? They're kind of like obituaries. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. This was, well, it, it, this does have a byline, Shannon Donnelly, Palm Beach uh, uh, Daily News. I thought it was the Post. Palm Beach Daily News. And uh, she is the manager of the that Spam Museum in Austin, Minnesota. Fantastic. Isn't that wonderful? She has risen to greatness How there can in this Austin. country ever wow. go under if we have living here people named Seville, Collins, De Montenay, Fitzalan, De Dean, and Lord? We got, there's people here that, uh, the, who are these people? Who are these people? That's the question. The silent rich, the silent big money. Where, where in Austin could they live to complement their status in life. Is there a is there a a castle in in Austin? I see Reavers? a I see a four hundred acre estate, um, twenty minutes out of town. I should ask my kid if they're ever talked about, or if there is a palatial estate. Why? What Why? do you know? Oh, Austin, Minnesota. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That was the whole point of this bit. Was it, it wasn't Austin, I, I Texas. It, yeah, no, I, She's the head I of the Spam Museum in Austin. Who here has been to the Spam Museum in Austin? I, I, I have not. not. I have not. Well, congratulations, we, lady. I hope you have a great marriage, and uh, I think it's cool. You've got to get her on. I think we should. Tell yeah. us about the wedding. Call her, Rook. She's on her honeymoon. No, this was five, five years, years ago. ago. Oh, I missed uh, it. She's still on her honeymoon. She's all there. you do is Google Spam Museum. The phone number comes up, right. and uh, whoever I talked to yesterday was very friendly and answered that one question, who's your manager? And she said, uh, I think she might have had a different name for her, like, you know, Fitz, Dil Fitz Lord. They might have shortened it for telephone purposes. But remember, in the in the uh, wedding announcement, it says she'll retain her maiden name. Okay. So, the manager, so no dash. So the manager is Seville Lord of the Spam Museum. Well, yeah, with a name like that, why would you want to change it? That's a great name. Oh, it's a hell of a name. Yeah. How That's would you a... like that name in Town Ball? Seville Collins de Montenay Fitzalan de Dean and Lord. Now batting cleanup. Yeah. Well, um, it's not my job, but I'll get on that soon. Um, <laughs> just yeah. for the fun of it, Matthew. Yes, Chris. Oh no, not Joe. What is the Magna Carta? Carta. Well, the Magna Carta. I mean, this is a whole Magna Carta. Is the is whole. This is so society easy. wrapped into one. You got that, and, and then group you got them your, together. You got your summa. You got your, you got your summa de Carter. Get your cart. Right. You got to move. And then the Magna and you know, the Santa Maria. Lava. Did uh, Magna? What year did Benjamin Franklin write the Magna Carta? Oh, that's that got to be right before easily. the uh, Independence thing. Right before he had the key I don't think on the kite. It's on the thing where they got struck by electricity. See, and so then it, they were making boats because the boats absolutely. were so leaky. They had some magnets. They wanted to get some carts together. And then what happens? And uh, Such, was he in France or was he in Philly when he wrote the Magna Carta? Well, he should have been uh, abroad when he wrote it, but sure. he wasn't. Uh, this was way before Ben's time. Yeah, but oh. this oh. really upset the king. I mean, it was one of those deals where yep. the king is like, who's writing this crap? And who the heck is Magna? 
And off what about this, this Carter family? Off with his head. I mean, Carta. Carta. Yeah, the Carta family. Well, let me go back to this. And that spawned Carta B, who is now a hip-hop artist, whose lyrics <laughs> never W-A-P. get scrutinized. Yeah. Bring and a mop in like, a bucket. <laughs> I want to be... I wonder where I'd be if I had a staff. <laughs> <laughs> really, I wonder if I'd be a national... Nationally renowned podcast. You know where you wouldn't Without be? Without a doubt. You Switch. wouldn't be at the Twins game tonight. No. Because <laughs> the king was like, hey, hey, what? where are you going? It was. The, let me give you a little tip. The Magna Carta, Carta was a good thing. Yeah, it gave people freedom. Well, you're not terribly See? wrong. See? I do know that. But freedom from what? Listen From these uh, climate changes, what, what's going on? Listen to this. The manager of the Spam Museum mm-hmm. is descended from the English baron Folks Fitzwarren, who was at the Magna Carta and is the subject of the famous 13th century manuscript, The Roman of Folks, The Romance of Folks Fitzwarren, and of his father, Guarin de Metz, the you call this woman. It'll be just fun to have her pronounce all these people. Yeah. Right now, now seriously. Wanna... Go to the Google, get the spam museum, and you get the phone number. Yeah. I'm trying to pay attention to the show. We really should. I mean, today we should do it. Well, before, right. Before the, yeah. We and don't want and this anyway, release. the Magna Carta, that was 1215. It was way back. And basically said the king's not above the law. 1215, Rook, right after lunch. Right. Why did they give the time? Let's take a break. I got the number. Yeah, and you call, seriously, and say, we uh, would love to talk to the manager of the Spam Museum, Ms. Lord. Just do the MS thing, because she's got 15 first names. Just go with Ms. Lord. Ms. Lord. Lord. Get on it right now, Rook, and we'll be back. But first, I want to remind everybody about our friends at North American Banking Company. They deal with numbers every day, but you are never going to be one of them. If your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, then turn to the experts at North American Banking Company. They realize there's no shortage of banking options right here in the Twin Cities. So if you're tired of being just a number to your big national bank, then be sure to check out my friends at North American Banking Company. NABankco.com. NABankco.com. They have six locations to serve you. My location is over there in Roseville, but you can also be served by them at 50th and France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new branch in Maple Grove. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the service and the comfort of a community bank. They first launched back in 1998, and they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers where you know your banker and they know you. Well, a lot has changed since then. This commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that has not. So, nabankco.com. Check out their website, nabankco.com. Check that out today. North American Banking Company, member FDIC, is an equal housing lender. It can't be that difficult. Well, I wasn't going to call during his ad. Oh, okay. <laughs> he disagrees, Suge. You're going to be her. Oh, my God. That would even be better. Yeah, that'd be the better option, yeah. actually. <laughs> Somebody yeah, I, I'm trying to. This is a, a Garage Logic calling. Ms. Lord. A show called Garage Logic. And we're trying to track down Ms. Lord, the manager. No, she are the manager. She says she are the manager. 
use my name. Okay, okay, 612. What? Don't return a spike. Yeah, I did, I did. Okay. Sorry, town council. I had to kill them. They're mics. very helpful. If it's the same yeah. one I had yesterday. Yeah, a little buzz, white noise in the background. and She's so, probably out gnawing on a can of Spanish. No, no, she's, no. She left, but she's going to give her this message right now and see if she can call us back right away. Oh. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm done now for the day. That's enough. <laughs> he starts spelling Sushire. S O U. No, I wanted you to spell Rookie looks at Joe and says, I. I know how to spell it. I, I wanted you to spell the name for her. I know you know how to spell it. You know, I, I did a Laurel and Hardy. D-I-X. I know how to spell it. Yes, D- Um, You brought up something that I've been confused about for years. Such, maybe you can answer this. What is the proper spelling of Such? You know, I don't know. I've seen it with two O's, and I've seen yeah, it but, with O-U. But how do you do it? I never do. I you always, have a book. Well, right? I, I want to lay down the law then. It, the book is O-O. It, it is? Yeah, if the yeah. law hasn't been laid down, it's O-O. Yeah. That's how I've always done it, because of the book. Yeah. I've always done you. Really? Oh. Yeah. Why did yeah. you choose O-O for the book? I don't know. But because he's French, it's supposed to be a soft souchere. Yes. Not, not and my friend Joe Souchere. Pat's never Such. pronounced my name correctly right. since the day I've met right. That's what Such. makes it great. <laughs> a suture. Joe Suture. I in corresponding with your co-host for many years, um, he said, That bleeper's actually working on a Friday in July. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> God bless him. Well, he raises a good point. <laughs> What are we doing here? In fact, I think it started with holy S that bleepers work on a Friday in July. Well, what, one Friday in July we haven't. That's that true. was last Friday. No, no. We also did the week of the fourth. Oh, yeah. Okay, so two out of five Fridays. Two out of the first three. Okay. Well, we can't sit here and wait for Ms. Lord to call. That's fine. I, I'm ready to go if you guys are. Ken, will you give me yours right now, sir? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm rolling. Wow. I knew you liked this one. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. I think we should just let this play out. Well, you got another 28 seconds. So the account executive for the account Maple Grove Lock and Safe likes to send me 
of text messages instead of emails. I find that very irritating. Okay. <laughs> Is that because he doesn't work with the company anymore? <laughs> and he just throws me a bunch of stuff and expects me to work my magic around it. So instead of doing that, I'm just going to read what he said. <laughs> Dear Kenny, here are the new copy points to add to the 20% off I sent you. Can't be used together. Must say you're a GLer to get the 20% off. And actually, these are some pretty good copy points. And what I've gathered from this, there's two ways to save a whole lot of money at Maple Grove Lock and Save through the end of next week. The Franklin sale started actually a couple of days ago, um, and it ends on July 31st. And the Franklin 23 is on sale for 2949 That's gray marble with an e-lock and accessories. The 40, uh, Franklin 40, is 3799 and the Franklin 50, 4349 Those are incredible good deals because they include the e-lock and the accessories. The accessories are the dehumidifier and the light uh, light kit. Now, you can opt for that deal, which in itself, pretty darn good, or you can opt for the 20% off deal. This is where you step up to Rich. He's the owner of Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Declare your status as a GLer, and he says, boom, 20% off in any in-stock safe in the house. So you've got two deals going right there. You know everything there is to know already about the Liberty Safe. Best thing made in America. Uh, fire protection is the best in the business. Fully transferable lifetime warranties. And when you buy one from Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, 6901 East Fish Lake Road, you can get professional delivery and setup. Uh, again, 20% off for GLers only. You can see it all at maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Yesterday, in the wake of the breaking news, it's Cedric Alexander. By the way, we have called Ms. Lord, and it sounds promising that she could call us back. Yes, I think the, so. The gatekeeper there is very friendly, and she said she'd get the message to Ms. Lord. Uh, yesterday, in the, uh, in the development of the news, that Cedric Alexander was leaving his job as public safety director in Minneapolis, not even a year into it. Uh, led us into a uh, conversation about how the whole political class is really putting on a play, right? And I've gotten some great emails that Downing weighs in with, I'd like to add to your idea that our leaders are part of a troop, T-R-O-U, T-R-O-U-P-E, putting on a show. The show, the show is very much in the spirit of an Elmer Gantry tent show or a Jim and Tammy Faye Baker TV show. They tell us we are sinners against our creator, in this case, our mother, the earth, rather than our heavenly father. But they can save us if only we give them our money. Meanwhile, they are the worst of hypocrites living high on the hog at our expense. And uh, how did he sign his name today? Oh, he signed it Bert. Uh, Bert had the same uh, uh, music man. Uh, is Elmer Gantry music man? No, no. He was a Elmer Gantry was a different deal. Yeah, tent preacher. Elmer Gantry was drunk. One of the greatest first lines of any book ever. Right. Mr. Alexander, Bert writes, Mr. Alexander is the perfect example of a Harold Hill. See, the music man. I held him in suspicion from the beginning, but I will come to his defense somewhat. It is very difficult to tell the truth and not be stifled, stymied, and stickled by the powers that be in this town. It may be that Cedric had some ideas but had trouble implementing them as they would have been viewed as political suicide by the current regime. 
it's possible he speaks the truth when he said he couldn't get anything done. Nonetheless, we are all standing here with our useless musical instruments in our hands. Hmm. Okay, he was the music man. Good theory. He was the music man. Could there be some truth that Cedric was the real deal, but his proposals would have violated the ideological bent of the city council and the little mayor? Maybe he wanted to get tough. And I'm not interested enough in Cedric to pursue him and get him on the air. So I'll be honest with you. I it's the top story in the Tar Star Tribune. Yeah, I, I didn't read it. Yeah, I'm, that's I, a really that's a really good theory, though. Might he have run up against such wokeness? We can't do that. We that, can't do that, that. He said, "What the hell's wrong with you people?" There's a clue to this. There's a clue to this. Remember earlier on in his brief tenure, he was disturbed to find that there was no record-keeping of money paid to so-called violence interrupters. Mm -hmm. And he basically was saying, wait a minute, check this out. You mean you're telling me you're sending people out on the street who pretend to be stopping violence and you're paying them, but you have no records of when they work and where and how much they've received? But the checks are being cashed. Right. Because all that all that was was the city buying silence, was the city buying protection, mm-hmm. was all that was. That was a phony deal from the get-go. So maybe he is the one in there saying, you got a lot of phony deals going here. And they're saying, yeah, we got to do it this way and whatever. And so he said, well, the hell with you. I'm 70 years old. I'm going to Montana. I'll see you later. Here's a paragraph from the article I didn't read. In an interview earlier this month, Alexander said he hadn't been given the resources to overhaul public safety, but that he understood exactly what kind of new systems federal officials want for uh, want Minneapolis to adapt. Well, I thought he was too greedy in his wish for resources. He wanted, you know, five people in public relations. And that's where it came to me that he was just a great BS artist. But initially, you're right, because initially he did provide a glimmer of hope that we thought, okay, maybe he's going to actually get down to business. Because the other part that was frustrating that kind of coincided with this, you, you saw the story out of New York, right? We're going to pay the protesters for yes. ju- what the hell is going on? Yeah, we're going to pay the protesters. $13 million? Mm-hmm. See ya. Speaking of pay, what did we give him for a year of work? Because he came out of retirement to take this. He was, okay, wasn't no, it? No, close he was to? Up, no, no, he was up in the 400 grand range. It's a good gig okay. if you can get it. Yeah. I guess I was a little low. Now, where the city could could provide a ray of hope, it won't because they're putting on a play and they don't care about real life what they could do is not replace him it's a meaningless position they've got 15 people in charge of public safety it's meaningless so but they said a search for his replacement is underway why well they've got that why? 400k they need to spend they, how long are, they why are you going to hire somebody else how long are they taking applications still i don't know why don't you put in for it <laughs> You can go over there and tell them all about the Magna Carta. (laughs) (laughs) It's not immediately clear what potential severance package Alexander is entitled to under his contract. A city spokesman confirmed that he is eligible to receive half of his unused vacation 
as a cash payment and half deposited in a health care savings account. You know, the private sector does not do that. I guarantee you, when you're as full of it as Cedric the Entertainer, he examined his out package about every way from Sunday. He, he's got that nailed down. He ain't leaving without any money. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a gig. And so now they're looking for a replacement. Why? For The right. guy you to brought in what? too much heralded to claim either was a hell of a guy who couldn't get anything done or he's the BS artist. So if he couldn't get anything done, why would you bring somebody else in thinking they can get something done if you are going to adhere to your woke ideology where you don't think criminals are criminals? I've got to ask you a question because it's already bothering me like crazy. He's not really going to Montana, right? That was a joke, right? No, I read that, that he wants to go rustle cattle and play cowboy or something. Maybe he's done that in the past. Really? Okay. And Kitty, you mentioned not reading the article, which I obviously didn't either. But it would be interesting just to see how much the Star Tribune was willing to spin this woke nonsense in in relation to this story. Oh, this is a big, they love him. They love him. They love Cedric? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is no criticism in here whatsoever. Oh, here I found the salary three hundred thirty-four thousand. Oh, I thought it was more than that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, off goes Cedric, and now they'll bring in somebody else, which I think is stupid. Of course, what I think is going to be exactly I would do that. The gig. Uh, right. Well, what would you take for that job? I know what I'd take for that job. What would you take? Uh, I don't want that. I could not work for the city for three hundred and thirty-three. Absolutely not. Absolutely, oh, take every penny of that, and I would start kicking ass from sunup to sundown. Now, let me tell you something. You are just as qualified as anyone <laughs> no. they're going to hire. He's more. Kenny's yeah. more yeah. qualified. They'll get another failed academy <laughs> bs Here's my qualifications. My cousin is a cop in Henderson, Nevada. Boom. That's, boom. <laughs> let him in. The city agreed, talking about New York City. Agreed Wednesday to pay $9,950 to each of the more than 1,300 protesters arrested by New York police officers during the riots between May 28th and June 4th. Of that of is 2020. Of, that of is 2020. Of 2020, sorry. These were George Floyd riots. That is insanity. Yes, this country is in, in very poor condition. It's led by very unqualified people. It's led by people who don't like the United States. And the mayor yesterday, was it yesterday, the day before, said, quit sending, we're out, we're out of room for uh, the migrants that are coming here. They're putting them up in hotels. That city is a disaster. Do you think they're sitting around going, I got to figure out a way to trick a Minneapolis cop into punching me in the face? Do you think? None of that would surprise me. That would not surprise me. What do I got to say in order just to get a couple teeth knocked out? Now, the five. I will give this to Channel 5's news at 10 o'clock. Okay. Uh, they do have news, unlike Channel 4, CBS. They don't have news anymore. They're they're up at the lake pretending they're fishing, okay. and they look at large butterflies. and They have nothing compared to Channel 5. Channel 5 will give you a block of news. Yeah. And, and if you name the gal, I'll know it. Name some of their reporters. I uh, don't watch them, so I don't hear. I'll, uh, I'll. I only know the morning, the uh, morning reporters. Keep go with your story, else. Well, they had a weird story last night about a an ex Minneapolis cop who reapplied to join the force. 
Okay. Despite a very problematic background he had. He ex- and you'll all remember the case. He he accidentally shot one of his own cops hmm. within the last 10 years. Okay. And uh no, even maybe longer than that. It was about 2006. Hmm. Uh Come on, let's do some homework on the right Google. Now. I got it right here. Let's go. I got it right here. You're looking at Kirsten Swanson. It was Kirsten Swanson. She did she... the story. In January, Charles Strolley found a job posting that piqued his interest. It was for a civilian case investigator in the Minneapolis Police Department. He believed the temporary position was a good fit for his skills since he had previously worked for MPD as a sworn officer. But Strolley also worried that his history with the department could be a barrier. He applied anyway with one caveat. I said, before we get into the process, I just want you to know who I am. He said in an interview, in the age of Google, who can hide who they are? According to the emails provided to five Eyewitness News investigates, Strolley disclosed to MPD background investigators multiple high-profile incidents he was involved with during his time at MPD, including an officer-involved shooting that resulted in the largest monetary settlement in Minneapolis' history at the time. But despite those admissions and his application being sent up the chain of command, the city offered Strolley the job. Even he was surprised. Okay, can, can, hmm. can you give me the name of the officer he shot? Because you'll ro- all recognize the name. Tyler Timberley? No, you'll no. all re- recognize. It was a very short name, like Ty Ho or something. And you'll recognize the case. But the point I'm making is this guy sounds like he was out to make the cops look bad. I'm applying for this job. They shouldn't hire me. And look what they did. They kept moving my application up through the ranks of the bureaucracy. And so he calls, I presume he calls Channel 5, and he said, look what I got here. I shouldn't be hired as a cop, but they're willing to hire me. So I don't know what's going on here if he was uh, setting himself up to be uh, uh, citizen of the week or what? Yes. I have the name. You're going to have to help me with the pronunciation. D-U-Y, first name. Dow. N-G-O. Dow No. I now remember the yeah, story. Dow No. Dow No. Mm-hmm. Or Day No, Dow No. I think it's pronounced Dow, but I'm willing to be correct. And they were what? They were uh, whatever. He, he was big news at the time. And No got a big settlement. And and now this guy comes back. He he sees this job opening. Why would he queer the deal for himself? Uh, he wanted to make sure. Sh- I'm not trying to sabotage my application. He wrote in an email well, to sure the back. Yes. Well, wait no, to the background been- investigator. However, you will have a lot of work. I want to make sure these items are addressed before we begin. Because if you remember, just last week... Yes, I know. The Timberlake guy that I was referencing, yeah. yeah. Because it sounds to me like he was just simply trying to provide transparency, right? Yeah. It doesn't sound like he was trying... Well, okay, he's trying to provide transparency, but when his application kept moving up towards approval, he calls Channel 5 and says, look what's happening to my application. You know who talked him out of it? His ex-wife. Talked him out of what? Take the job. job. Yeah. Well, okay. They apparently still get along. Hold on. Isn't this a further indictment of Brian (laughs) O'Hara? Because Brian O'Hara authorized and then backtracked when they hired Timberlake and said, oh, no, I had nothing to do with it. You guys are missing my point. No, I'm getting your point. I'm not sure if I'm buying it, though. 
Well, my point is the guy sees a job with the coppers that fits his lifestyle right yeah, now. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And he applies for it. Yeah. And uh, much to his astonishment, he, it keeps moving up the ladder towards him getting hired. Sure. So, so then he decides to tell us about that. I'm telling everybody. Is he, is he being a good citizen or what? I, I was puzzled by the story, but I found it See, I fascinating. Think your question lies with uh, Kirsten. And she's a really good investigative reporter. Did she yeah. find this Why out? Why would she turn this down? This was a no. hell of a story for did, her. Did Kirsten find this out and seek him out, or did he contact her? Because I, to me, reading the story, Joe, it looks like all he wanted to do was make sure all of these things were addressed before he was hired. I got the impression that he contacted her. Okay. Because at one point in her interview with him... She said something to the effect, I'm paraphrasing, she said, why are you telling us this? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. I'm paraphrasing. She said something to that effect. All right. It's a grilling weekend I'll say. in Minnesota. It's going to be a grilling week. The temperature's going to heat up. Get to Grunhofer's, load up, you'll be ready for the week. And if you're going up north on 35, get off at 97. See, I've been always saying 35E, but an emailer said, you know, the 35s join each other before Forest Lake. You I don't see. have to say E or W. It's just 135. Get off 35 yeah. at 97, go east a couple hundred yards, and there's Grunhofer's. Load up your cooler, get back in the car, get up to the lake. The original Grunhofer's location is on Highway 61, just north of Hugo. For the brats, the steaks, the burgers, the pork, the ham, the bacon, whatever you want, they have it. Rookie is, uh, you never gave us a report on the money you sent up there with your kid. He came back with the good stuff. He came back with, yeah, he had wild rice brats, oh, beer brats, man. regular brats, and rookie burgers, and jalapeno cheese brats, which those were the two favorites, the um, the beer brats and the um, jalapeno cheese brats. And all of the beef at Grunhofer's is Minnesota farmers, Minnesota-grown beef. Love that. So uh, you can't go wrong. 140 different flavors of brats. And all of the other delightful things you can take up to the cabin or just back to your sustainable urban core in the city where grilling is still allowed. Despite <laughs> climate change, it'll end one of these so days. So far. So start grilling while you still can. And if you're going to grill, grill Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats. And may I put in a, a reminder that tomorrow at EcoFund Motorsports, there is a uh, great day of sales of e-bikes and Vanderhall Roadster testing. That's you, you go right on 97, you go east on 97 to Grunhofer's, you go west on 97 to EcoFund, and there'll be Grunhofer's products at EcoFund oh, all day man, tomorrow. That's a, Not only available to take home, but cooked right there. It's a bonanza. It's a hell of a weekend up Forest Lakeway with Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Garage Logic Town Council member. Here's what you're missing. Just keep shoveling them in. Joe eats fast. I've noticed uh -oh. that. Okay, they're hasty. Are you spitting the seeds in your lunchbox? Well, what do you want me to do? Throw them on the floor? <laughs> You are a hayseed. <laughs> You're the hayseed. Kenny, hay Kenny, seed. he's the city at hayseed. He is. What, you want me to spit the seeds on the floor? He's like Jethro Clampus. 
Hey, go out to the concrete pond. Do it again. I want to, I want the sound effect. I got your mic up. Come on. Give us a good spin. God, that's crass. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, my God. What a Neanderthal. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Oh. I got a story uh, we'll have here. Did, did she Pat. call you back, Ruck? No. Who call- oh. Did you no, give uh, her your number? Yeah. That's why I thought I called you back. I didn't know the number. That's why I took it. Gotcha. The call. Gotcha. Give me one quick second. I'll be ready to rock. Chris, you're going to find this hard to believe. Uh oh. But Highway 41 will close from for 20 days. Starting next uh, next it, Monday, it's pretty much already closed, isn't it? Yeah, all summer. I keep getting these emails that say it's going to be closing in the future, oh. and it's like, what? Why just shut it down at one sixty nine yeah. up to what Highway Seven? It just shut the whole thing down. Well, Let's be done it's with clear it. Clear once you get north of two twelve. Yeah, but it's it's pretty funny actually because I went to go get my oil change yesterday, and all of that damn traffic goes. But this closure is be- it's between 82nd and Lyman. Yeah. They're redoing the intersection. The old 212 that used to run right through downtown Chaska. Or not which downtown, is, but Chaska. Yeah, right. Which is now 61. Yeah. But the problem is all of those people that live there, the residential streets, Yeah, it's all these idiots with their you know big semis and crap driving through. I feel bad because it's, it's awful. That used to be one of my favorite drives from um, Flying Cloud Drive. Oh, yeah. Next to the river, the river bluffs, oh, up God, on top it's great. of the bluff, all the way down to Shakopee. They redid that 101 by like where Lions Tap is, Kenny. It's is really that, cool. Is that place still in existence? Oh yeah. In fact, the boys and I went for burgers there. When was that? Oh, that was a year ago, over a year ago, actually. I love that place. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm going to do an And edge. Pat's ready at one? Yes, sir. How do you spell music? Hey, horse's ass. <laughs> God, Got a K or two C's. I love that he called you horse's ass. <laughs> I was the only one there. It had to be me. Hey, horse's ass. <laughs> yes, Mr. Hartman. <clears throat> Are you ready, sir? Ah. Uh, Oops, no, I don't want that. Let's do this. And I didn't know how newspaper time off worked. I knew you wouldn't get conventional Fridays and Saturdays off. I was that smart. But I called home and I said, you're not going to believe this. I got four days off in a row. I just started. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I'm off. Okay. And then I come back the next Wednesday, and the new schedule's up there. I'm working 12 days straight. Hello. I didn't know how it worked, <laughs> which is fine with me. Yeah. What, what brought this story on? As I just said, hey, how do you spell music? Oh, so that was way back then. Were you just a staff reporter? No, I wasn't even that. I was just a guy who sat on the desk and took phone calls and took down scores and stuff. Oh, God, that had to just suck. Yeah. 
What did you oh. write, or did you not write at all? Well, what I, was I very what, soon began writing? What was your first piece for the paper? Well, you remember? A, yeah, it was a freelance piece that got me hired. I got a pardon for a guy who was convicted. That was your first freaking assignment. So, so it wasn't you an assignment? I did it myself. So you write that, and then they hired me on the basis of that. And they put you to work answering, the and phone. they ran that story, and then they put you on the phones. Yeah, I did what not. What the hell? I did not know that was your first story. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit! Roy Houghton. Hmm. That's a pretty big first story. Yeah, you got a were party. You sh- were you shocked later to learn that he actually was guilty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you re- did you update your story? Not to not to blow your chain or anything, but excuse me, that, what? That, hey, no. that should have been made into something. Seriously. Well, was that ever approached? No, they no. didn't pluck that one out of the St. Thomas Library and say, "Yeah, we'll take that one." No, but I'm serious. That's a pretty it. big deal that some you know hack newspaper guy got a guy pardoned. Yeah, it's too. But when did you lose your drive to work hard? Well, shortly thereafter, or. <laughs> When you went to the St. Paul paper, what happened? Because somewhere the flame went out. Oh, anybody who works hard. I love. And then he rolls into radio, little that, or no show prep every day. That was right. the best Royce hey. line ever. Ravers, Ravers. Yes, yes, Pat. I was just reading a column from 1989. God damn, I used to be good. <laughs> <laughs> you ready? I've been ready. Okay. Is Kenny got some? Reavers does. The end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. It's so hot. How hot is it? You need some water. Ice cold water from Hofferman and Connecticut. You know, I think I've said this before. The most underrated part of my drinking water system that I had installed with Connecticut and Hofferman, you get the best ice known to man. Is it clear? Oh, crystal. Yeah. Crystal clear. That's the way to do it. So get on the schedule right now. What are you waiting for? 952-894-4040. If you've been thinking about making the switch, and it doesn't matter if you want a drinking water system, an iron rust or odor filtration system, or you're looking at maybe a new water softener, well, the good people at Hofferman and Connecticut, they're going to take care of you. I made the switch years ago, and I'm so glad I did. I noticed an amazing difference in the quality of my water. So get on the schedule right now. Summers, you know, that's the Let's go here, HoffermanWater.com. If you go on their website, you can see everything that they have to offer for you, your family, and for everybody. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them that you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Here's today's ray of hope. Time out before right. you do that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Kristen Swanson responded to me. I said um, initially, hey, uh, it's Rook from Garage Logic. We want to know, did the former cop seek you out or did you seek him out? She said he reached out to us and decided to come forward after learning earlier this month that Officer Timberlake also had discussed his past before being hired by the MPD. Well, there you go, Kirsten. So, so I'm right. He reached out to Kirsten. Kirsten. How do you say your name? Kirsten. It's Kirsten. K-I-R. K-I-R. Uh, I, I don't have a pro- I don't have a problem with that suit. I, I I just don't. I just don't. What is he up to? No, nothing. It's nothing. Because he said right there because of what happened with the Timberlake situation. He didn't he's, also want that to become a oh, story. Okay. He's bringing to light that there's some sort of glitch in the system okay. at, at the hiring department, HR, whatever it is over there. Well, then they should hire him. And you were right. Or you not? Reach out to them. Yeah. Oh, here's today's ray of hope. Ray of hope. 
Joe, I ventured down to the lovely little town of Coates, Minnesota. Oh. To watch, where is Coates? Right on 52, 52. Oh, just yeah. north of Hampton. Well, it's virtually. Right past uh, the old strip club. It's right not there, there anymore. Oh, it's not. Okay. You checked? <laughs> I know. Did you ever go in there uh, years and years ago? The best is when it's still I light out. I didn't get 10 yards. In, 10 the more carpet was squishy. <laughs> it was gross. You had to wear hip boots in there. The, the Reverend James Whalen, who I've referenced many times yes, over the years. Father Whalen. That was his parish. Coats? The strip yeah. club. No, Kenny, no, it wasn't no. a strip club. There was a church there. Uh, where was I? Here's today's ray of coats. I ventured down to the lovely little town of Coats, Minnesota, to watch <laughs> the grandson play a game of t-ball on Wednesday evening. An evening watching four-year-olds run the wrong way oh. after hitting the ball and making sand piles by second base gave me a little taste of life for you trying to run a podcast each day. Come on. The young boys and girls truly seemed to be enjoying themselves, which was worth the drive on a beautiful summer evening. Before the game was played, a truck was lined up next to the field with a DeWalt speaker and microphone at the ready. The boys and girls on each team, along with the coaches, lined the first baseline and faced the flag blowing gently in center field. The parents and grandparents rose from their lawn chairs, and we all proudly sang our national anthem. Hmm. A fine evening spent away from our country's tallest buildings, Jason Benson. Nice. Now, I, I can add to that. I went to watch a game at Creighton the other day. Okay. And it's uh, uh, kids, I think, uh, maybe about to be juniors. All right. And it was some kind of Legion League. But sure. Creighton VFW a, or Legion? V, yeah. They play rap music. They what? got music between innings. Um, An old Denning Field? Yes. Dennis is turning over in his grave. Turning over in his freshly prepared grave. Yeah. Um, I, I hate to break this to you, Joe, but Why? it goes down to ages much lower than that. Uh, Why? Why? What's the reason? That's what the kids do. Want. They have. And I'm not this. talking walk-up music. I know. I'm, 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 I'm just I'm talking all aware. walk-up music. It was not walk-up music in between music. innings. I got yeah. news for you. I've, wow. I've attended probably seven million baseball games this summer of all ages. Seven it's, million. That's a lot. It's all over the place. Was Did you ton? Did you attend a ton of games? Because that's a lot too. I'm just saying. It, it goes. It? it goes much younger than than tenth and eleventh. This, this is un. Uncalled for. This isn't needed, and it's stupid. My 11-year-old son's team wanted to do walk-up songs. I was the only Are one that voted against me? it, and I was told to just be quiet about it. I did approach various people and ask them, what will this cost me in terms of a donation to get rid of this music? Yeah. Were they how were you? How was that, Matt? Met were they playing with... Pound Town? No. No, okay, that's a real No, they weren't playing it's Pound Town by Sexy Red. <laughs> So th they turned down. Uh, you were offering them I, to I was pay them. I was being somewhat facetious. I was saying I'd, I'd, I'd pay to have this stopped. Not that I'm trying to be that guy, but Whoa. you know what? The the, the I kids guess, apparently like it. What do I care? I was just there yelling, "Get off my lawn!" But here's what I'll say because I know Kenny, you had the, you're having the same outrage right now that I had a few months ago. But here's I guess the conclusion that I came to. You know what? Baseball needs more kids playing the game. If this keeps 15 kids in each grade to keep playing oh, baseball, B then B. I agree with you. I agree with you. But you know what? Um, if it keeps more kids interested in baseball, then I guess well, I'm for it. This is a big it. pile of St. Paul kids Where playing a big pile of Woodbury kids. This is what you need is instead of offering to donate, you need to bribe. Where is the control room? for? Where is this music coming oh, from? Oh, I know where it was coming from. You walk right up to that dude and you hand him a $100 bill. 
$100 if you turn that off and say, and oh, it's but broken. the kids like it. It's broken for the uh, the whole, it's just, it broke. It's not working. 100 the, kid, bucks. the kids running it are sitting right there next to the dugout. Yeah. Give you 100 bucks. Yeah. Here that, it is. That field was in wonderful condition. That is a great ball. That's Jimmy O'Neill, yeah. former coach. He's taken over the well, reins Steve from Dennis. Dennis took care of it, too. Yeah, yeah, he did. And then Jimmy O'Neill took the reins Wait over. Wait a minute, he doesn't, Jimmy doesn't coach anymore? No. He's retired. Oh, I didn't know that. But he's uh, he's still around the game, and he takes care of the field. And actually, he, he doesn't do it on his own. There's you know the players help out as well. Well, this is sports related. Why don't we bring in the big boy? Okay, sounds and take good. Take a timeout and go get Patrick on the phone. But I want to travel. What if I want to travel this time of the year? That's the one you wanted. Yeah. Okay, I thought you scratched out the other one. Uh, if you do want to travel, uh, you can travel this year, and you can get in touch with Escape With Us Vacations. They have got their wonderful vacation planners, Teresa and Maria, and their staff at EscapeWithUsVacations.com can send you uh, Naples, Florida, Washington, Vancouver, wherever you want to go, and they will take care of everything. Why should you not book on your own? Because if you book through a third-line party, you might not be able to get your money back. You might not be able to talk to someone if something goes wrong. That's why you use a travel agent. It's cheap insurance. Now to what I really want to talk about. I want to talk about next year, Escape With Us Vacations. I'm leading a tour, an eight-day cruise from Split to Dubrovnik. And that's Croatia. That's where they filmed Game of Thrones and stuff like that. It's a really neat trip that my sisters have been on already in the past. So they're seasoned veterans. They ain't no rookies. The Adriatic King. It's a beautiful ship. And if you go to EscapeWithUsVacations.com, you can see the perks and actually see what you're buying, what you're getting included. It's a wonderful trip. I'm very excited. But the trip is almost full. So on that ship, you might want to call today. And uh, tell them that the Rook sent you, and I'll give you the phone number, but you should go online and see exactly what's going on. 651-788-4338. If you want to live with me for a week plus a day, go to escapewithusvacations.com. No, it's my, I thought Chris? I, wrote, didn't I write it down? This oh, e- shoot. Oh, this yeah. email okay. from uh, okay, I got it. Yes, Jeremy yeah. doesn't cast us in the greatest of lights. No, I, I emailed back, and I, I think I said the opposite. Well, uh, Keep I'm in saying, mind, Kenny, that number is just for one month. But top ten podcasts by available impressions. I don't understand it should be a means. matter a matter we chat about um, at a different time. I Did think. I get this email? Yes. Well, this, I'm not can, seeing it. Guys, it, check your junk file. I had to move it out of my junk file. Um, Why would it be in there? Well, let's... Uh, we should have Jeremy talk to us before the show on Monday. Okay. So you can dumb it down for us dummies. Because right. you, uh, I don't know about Such, but I don't understand any of this. Jeremy, if you're listening currently, can you put that on your calendar? 11.30 uh, Monday morning. Let's talk. I'll just shoot him a text, too. Why am I not seeing this? I don't know. I'll forward it to you. I wish you would. Okay. This is all sales-related stuff, though, right? Yes. Basically? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, let me call the... Because I saw that 7 million number, and I'm like, oh, crap. But then I realized, oh, that's not... Yeah, maybe I should just not talk about it. I think that'd be wise. Okay, I'll shut up now. Oops. 
I don't need to call on my cell phone. I need to do this. <clears throat> yes, sir. Big air show at uh, Flying Cloud this weekend, right? Oh, is that this weekend? I think so. Are you calling Pat? Yes, sir. <clears throat> yes, sir. Yes, yes. Are you ready to rock? 104, I have. He is ready to go to the ball game tonight. That's our. This is our town council game tonight. <clears throat> one, I still don't know where we're sitting. 127, section 127. Well, I don't know where that is. It's right, right next, next to 126. <laughs> it's in the outfield. I think it's in the outfield. It's right so. next to the, it's the last lower deck on the left field line. It's where the poor people sit. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you need, Joe? Your staff is here for you. I'm trying to hear the song. Okay, I am ready for you. <laughs> Are you watching the Open? Uh, not a lot of it. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. It's, I, I wonder, uh, Justin Thomas, you know, is playing in the 3M Open. I think he'll be able to leave today, right? Uh, he didn't have a good day yesterday. He had a nine on one he, hole. He, too. He's hit. What happened? He's horrible. He I can't don't know. do anything. He can't hit the ball at all. I bet his dad, his dad and coach is uh, getting a little grumpy, probably. They're having really wonderful weather, given where they are. Yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> but it's supposed to turn foul tomorrow. It's supposed to rain and get windy. Well, that's what happened uh, in uh, 2002. The first two days were delightful. They shot wonderful numbers. And then they, the morning started uh, nice and then uh, turned into a storm, and they just kept playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Blowing and raining, and they just keep playing unless the course gets soaked. So, did you watch the end of the Twins game yesterday? Uh, I don't think ninth inning. No, what what happened? Which Lopez is the reliever? The one that had to leave for mental. The one that had to. I think he had to hit four batters. (laughs) I know he's 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 back in the. You know what? One of my great embarrassments. I love the guy. I was taking a victory lap in April when he didn't, when he had 10 perfect games and he's, he's gone. He's like, you know, put him in the psych unit, but keep, keep a watch on him. There's something wrong here. He hit four batters. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's unbelievable how bad he is. He's unusable. And when he does throw a pitch over the, he does throw a breaking pitch over the plate. It's hit me, hit me, hit me, please hit me. Mm -hmm. uh, Awful. They should have a good crowd play. tonight for the Whiteys. Yeah, the Whiteys are terrible. But, I know, but a beautiful Friday got, night. Yeah, they got their whole team back too. Yeah, they should. This is uh, this is uh, this is when the farmers don't have anything to do, and they used to come to town. Of course, now they're terrified that they're going to be uh, that they're going to see uh, uh, some youth uh, driving fast or something. Well, we're going to have at least six thousand town council members join us at Target Field this evening. That ought to be fun. Mm-hmm. Should I come down there and drop an F bomb for him just for old times? I think you yeah. should. 100%. <laughs> yeah, that way they don't have to wait till Monday. Yeah. Are you going tonight? <laughs> yeah, I'm covering. I'm going to the game. I'm, I'm actually got, uh, I'm writing a column on the Canadian, the 
guy who can hit Julian, yeah. uh, that kid, that can he, he can hit and he can't field, which is a, a unique, uh, unique situation. But mm-hmm. uh, who misses Luis Arise when we got Eddie to do that, huh? Eddie, yeah. Well, Arise <laughs> was a Gold Glove compared to this guy, but this guy can hit. There's no doubt about it. I Just, talked to his, uh, you know, I talked to him. They they put him on their Canadian 18 and under junior team when he was 15 years old and. They go down to the Dominican Summer League and play Dominican Summer League teams and uh, they just baseball Canada and uh, and uh, he could barely speak any English when he got in there as a 15 year old. He was he grew up in a totally French family and they all talked French and uh, it was uh, he's from Quebec City. Most of the players come from Montreal, but he's from Quebec City. Do the Twins still have Polanco and where is he? He uh, he did a rehab game for St. Paul two nights ago. Uh, he's he's, in, he's ready to join the Twins because he batted four times and struck out three. Okay. So he's, uh, <laughs> he's you know, ready to go. Right, we, can, we can get her going. And then uh, he didn't play last night, so I assume he's going to play tonight somewhere. But it, they said it's going to be a – it sounds like they're going to make it a 10-day process, but I don't know what they're going to do when they get him back because, they, you know, they, they can't – this kid's got to be in their lineup, so and he unfortunately he got Buxton DH, and so you can't DH him. So they have to find some place to play Julian. I, I don't know what the heck they're doing. Well, Buxton's no help. No. Nope. You know what? I I forgot. I feel bad that I uh, stopped watching last yesterday because I missed the historic occasion when they had their thousandth strikeout oh. of the season. Oh boy! Uh, when. When did it? There, there. It, it came. It came kind of late because they got a thousand and two now, which is pretty dang good when you consider you're not even two thirds of the way through the season. That uh, not even close so, to two thirds. So when you season. get to a thousand, Pat, on July twentieth, do you ask for the baseball? I mean, what do you do? <laughs> I think you should. I got to look up and see who got it. I didn't. Uh, it was. It had to be the third to the last strikeout of the game. What's the record? I wonder. The, are, are, oh, whatever the record, Twins are going to do. Is this record in play? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nobody's ever made sixteen hundred, and we're on a pace for over seventeen hundred. Wow. <laughs> and, but what an we honor. Gotta keep, we got to keep Joey. You know, we, we, if we don't keep Joey, then we could. Kind of, might not get the record. Who's our edge? We might not get the record, but I think I think we'll get the record because didn't they strike out uh, twenty seven times the last two games? Right, they, even when they won the game and looked really good Wednesday night, I think they struck out thirteen times that game. So that's over. Okay. That's almost half of the outs in the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy well, crap! Yeah, they've had. Uh, Oh, if you, I, I, I should count them up. I, I will have to tonight uh, the double figure strikeout games. They gotta have fifty of them, don't they? Oh, at least. No. Yeah, that's okay. amazing. So, can we do the K counter instead of how we do it for a starting pitcher at Target Field? Can we do it for our guys? <laughs> yeah, for I have somebody up. We should have somebody up there putting up the the the, the poster, the K's up. Up on the second deck, you know, like uh, when you post, they used to post the case. So. <laughs> Do that for them. Well, I've got yesterday's box score up, and I'll let you guys guess because we've got one, two, three, four. We've got five guys that struck out twice yesterday, including your guy, Julien. 
Yes, uh, he did. Farmer, and, Castro, Buxton, and Kirilov also struck out twice yesterday. So did, was, Gallo get a, did Gallo get enough? He only had one. He only had one strikeout yesterday. To draw on a walk or something. You know, the thing I've noticed about Julian Kidd, though, he'll take some third strikes, but he's always right that they're not in the zone. But he's not, you know, he's, they're always actual balls, but they're late, like too close to take ones. But he's... Uh, I think his eye is, uh, you know, his batter's eye is pretty phenomenal because every time that he gets called out, he'll turn around and look at the umpire, and it'll be a little bit out of the box. But you know, you gotta you gotta take into account that they might call him if it's two inches off the plate. So. Hey, we had a little life in the Vikings world. Oh yeah, that is pretty impressive, isn't it? 140 right there. On, 140 in a Lamborghini on, SUV. And he's going east on up by Dale there. So right. Yeah, I hope he isn't going to take that corner and go up 35 north. That would have been. What's a Viking doing over in St. Paul? They none of them ever come across this side of the river. I have a I have an opinion on that. I think it uh, is a term that you two coined years ago. Undefeated. Really? <laughs> well. He was either going away from it or going toward it. He was either running right. from it or right. he was going toward it. Running at it. Here's my theory. <laughs> my theory is he made a little stop on uh, Concord yeah. Street in Invergrove Heights, then hopped on 52 to get to 94. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. But I, don't, I don't follow you. That's the King of Diamonds. Cross oh, from Toritos. Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, they sent him home, though, right? They didn't take him in. You don't get arrested for that, do you? I they should have probably put him in the Hooskow, but I don't. He wasn't under the influence. He just wanted to go. He was under the influence yeah. of something. He well, was you're mesmerized. Right. Either running yeah. from it or trying to get Sometimes to it. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't been there? But he shows me nothing. If you're going to spend that kind of money, get a real car, not an SUV. Yep, it wasn't an SUV. It was a Lamborghini. Yeah, but Lamborghini preposterously enough, makes an SUV. Oh, really? Well, yeah. did you see the sticker on this baby? 240. 235. 235, man. Yeah. Well, it's 240 yeah. if you get the deluxe battery. Right. <laughs> he uh, He's the guy, you know, while these guys get drafted, and they're all, uh, oh, I'm so happy to go join the Vikings, and they're such a great organization. Did you see his opening quote? Uh-oh. No. Let's get paid. <laughs> <laughs> wow. we needed one of these guys I'm so damn happy I can't stand it considering he didn't kill anybody or himself do you right. think I, a, a, a guy would hope that he's still no matter what he's making living paycheck to paycheck you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah. just oh, spending yeah. every spend, uh, burning it, it up yes. yeah. well he got a hell of a signing bonus Thir- yeah and a 13 is guaranteed unless he does something stupid like this and they can get out of it but yeah. uh you know, remember when Corn? What's Robinson his name? Was, Jordan Addison. Uh, Jordan Addison. Addison. He ended up. He transferred twice. He ended up at Southern Cal. But uh, did you? Uh, you remember Corn Robinson going 110? Oh heavens, yes! Yeah. On, in St. Yeah. Peter. I said they're happy down in St. Peter that he, this guy. This guy would make Corn Robinson seem like a Prius driver for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> coming down there 141. The Vikings are going to. Investigate to get more detail. He was driving 140 at three in the morning. You don't need any more detail. Yeah, there's the details are right there. <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah.
got the they got to investigate. In but, fact, uh, the first story I saw associated with this, Patrick, was someone had said, "Man, it's not even training camp yet." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he didn't play, you know, in the mini. I mean, he he was injured and was not didn't play in the mini camps or whatever the hell those things were. He had some kind of an undisclosed injury, a lead foot. That's what he had. Yeah, he had like a lead foot. <laughs> man alive. Well, I'll see you tonight, probably. I'll come down. Where are we? are in section 127. 127. Yes, you can't miss us. Okay. Come down and say hello to the fellas. Yeah, we're up there on the, above the, uh, the, they bring those little league kids in, and then you guys are sitting above them. Yeah, and don't be uh, surprised when my two hound you for a hot dog or something like that. You know, Because every time they see you, they think they're getting something. Roycey, they've got them sitting with the windshield liquors. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to see me, I'd get there by about the fifth inning. <laughs> <laughs> Even with the speed-up rules. That's right. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, thank you. We'll return to this show. In just a moment? That's right. Okay. Oh, he was in the Urus, the Lambo Urus? Yeah. That thing is homely. It's not only homely, it's stupid. You know what it is? It would be a great undercover car to take across the country. It's a Paris Hilton type car. No, hear me out. You want to set the record from New York to L.A. You don't want to go... In a Lambo Lambo. You don't want to go in an True. M3 or yeah. an M5 or a Ferrari. You want to go undercover. And one of these painted gray, that's as undercover as it gets. Yeah, you could mistake it for a Chrysler minivan. Yeah, yeah. Who makes Lambo? Lambo's not part of Chrysler. Uh, Maserati is. Maserati is. Maybe Lambo's standalone. You know, Fratelloni just bought a Ferrari. Didn't think that was public information. Oh, well, well it is now. Now, what are you going to do? Mike? <laughs> Mike, this is why you can't tell the mayor anything. <laughs> well, I don't think I'm speaking out of school. No. Audi. It's made by Audi. Lambo is? That's yeah. what it says. I'll be damned. Past, Audi, Audi AG. Huh. Past owners include Chrysler. My neighbor's got a nice Audi. My come Sedco. Are you guys big on Audi, or are you against Audi? I've owned a couple of them. I have nothing against Audi. Didn't you sell one? I, I have had two. I got rid of both of them. No, that was a Volkswagen. Oh, they've, that's right. Uh, they've got some legs. So the company went bankrupt in 78 and was placed in the receivership of brothers Jean-Claude and Patrick Mir- Mimrin in 80. They purchased the company out of receivership by 84 and invested heavily in its expansion. Under their management, Lamborghini's model line was expanded from the Countach to the Jalpa sports car. Kunta? Kunta? I don't know. They sold Lamborghini to Chrysler in 87. I wonder how much for. Yeah, but Spell it's that. Not, it's no longer with Chrysler. Spell right. that word. Spell C- Count, C O U N T A C H. Yeah. Kuntak. Yeah. Kuntak. Yeah. That's a hot rod. That's a that's the sexy one. Is that the one one inch off the ground? Yeah. Well, I don't think, or maybe they do. Do they put airbags in those things so you could at least lift it up to get you know up an apron? I don't know. I don't know anything about those things. I've never wanted one. I don't. It's in like production it. from seventy four to ninety. The Lamborghini 
Kuntak. 2.6 mil. You know what's weird is how many of those people made tractors. Yeah. Maserati made tractors. Porsche made tractors. I think Ferrari might have made a tractor. I think Jeremy has a Lambo tractor, doesn't he? Really? Oh, Jeremy Clarkson. Let's find out. I can't remember, but it is a... Then Ford made tractors. I had one. Yeah, it's a Lamborghini. Let's. Uh, how many ads left? Sorry, what? How many ads? What are you watching? I was. There was a He's line in the the GL thirty that I recorded today that I was trying to find so I could play back, but I'll save it for Monday. How many uh, ads? We left? are done, sir. Well, then you better hit the scramble. Are you ready? Yeah, let's mm -hmm. bail here. Let's go. I've got uh, places to go. Yeah, I got to meet you. I got to meet you guys. Yeah. Your seats are different than ours. They're a little, little different. Yeah. Little different Time location. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to leave as soon as we're done here. Rolling. Finally, thank God today is Friday. T G T I Friday. There's a magazine called Governing, and obviously it's a trade journal for the third class. And so they basically, how are you doing with your scam? Yeah, what are they, industry? I mean, this is, is this a, an online publication or something that's distributed? I got this online, and it's, it's, the, uh, it's the story of the world's first chief Heat officer oh boy. in Miami. So they dreamed up that scam wow. for a heat officer. And then it gets in governing. Mm -hmm. And then people around the country go, oh, that's cool. They added they added a uh, a heat officer. And, like a heat miser. Uh, I can tell you her name. Uh, Jane, is it Jane Gilbert? Uh, just a minute. I'm thinking back to the, remember the heat miser? Oh, I missed a Yeah, Jane Gilbert miser. is the is the chief off, uh, chief heat officer for mm. Miami-Dade County. And she holds that title in the Office of Resilience. Huh. Oh, this is such a scam. They Precious. really are brilliant. The position was created by Mayor Daniela Levine-Cava in partnership with the Adrian Arsht Rockefeller Foundation Resilience Center. Cava has also named a separate chief Bay officer to help lead the work of preserving Biscayne Bay. Hmm. Th their theater productions are large. Uh, the cast members are many. It's just amazing. Uh, she used to be a resilience officer. Sure. Do you, uh, so you ascend to the heat officer. And so, so we got a guy in St. Paul's, a resilience officer, mm -hmm. Russ Stark. Yep. Unheard of in the Carter administration. <laughs> His name has never been uttered. Nor has the name of any of Carter's people who have job titles that cannot be measured for anything. And when none you have of them to go are to them, ever mentioned. When you have to go to them, we can't comment. Yeah. Not available. When, well, they don't do anything. No, that's not true. The heat role has been around for some time. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. But it goes back, I believe, to your guy, Rookie, way, way back. To, I find uh, it very interesting that uh, when the heat got on, you dug yourself a hole. Just to be cooler. 
So we're, they got the heat officer. We're the dummies here, Such. Mm-hmm. You know it. This, this should be us. We could be milking the public like this. We could be playing golf right now with a city job. Yep. A heat officer. She tells you when it's hot. The heat is on. She tell she'll give you the warning. Mm-hmm. And they you know, they do it by zip code. If it's pretty hot in that zip code and then then in a different zip code it's We're chasing hot. down terrorist enemies abroad yep. and within our own borders. I hope Let's get them. Yeah, I hope you're chasing them down in Fargo. Because that guy was up to something. And he was just practicing by stopping on his way to mayhem to shoot the cops. Yeah, it's... Only because they come to us all the way from Fernandina, the villages, Florida, from the traveling linemen. It was on this day. Joe, today is July 21st. In 1820, Louis Cass, governor of Michigan, which at the time included present-day Minnesota... Reaches reach what he erroneously believed to be the source of the Mississippi River, a lake called uh, some Ojibwe name that I can't pronounce. Afterwards, settler colonists began to call it Cass Lake. Mm, huh. There's also a Cass County in mm-hmm. Minnesota. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Carlton Carver Cass, Chippewa, Chicago Clay, Clearwater Cook, Cottonwood, Cottonwood and Crow Wing are your sea counties. Those are the right. sea counties. On this day, also in 1820, Hmm. July 21st. The members of Captain Stephen Kearney's expedition to find a road from Council Bluffs, Iowa to Fort St. Anthony, later Fort Snelling, arrived at Lake Pepin, having lost their way. Kearney then marched the men north to the fort. Hmm. Mm-hmm. On this day in 1856. Right in July, huh? Pardon? Right in the middle of July. James J. Hill arrived in St. Paul to work as a shipping clerk for J.W. Bass and Company. He later, of course, made his fortune as a railroad baron and business tycoon. Hmm. And finally, on this day, 721, in 1879, Joseph A. A. Burnquist was born in Dayton, Iowa. Between 1915 and 1921, he served as the 19th governor of Minnesota and led the Minnesota Commission of Public Safety. So he was basically Cedric the Entertainer's predecessor, only on a state level. Except the fact that he was probably productive. Yeah. He died in Minneapolis on January 12, 1961. So he had a long life, 82 years old or something like that. And that his name was Joseph A.A. Burnquist. There are many governors of the state of Minnesota with whom I am unfamiliar. He would be among them. Okay. I never Tim heard of Walls this guy. Would be one among Walls them. Walls is one of them. So why that? Why I ought Why to. that fellow? Mm. Say, G. Ellers. We'll see you tonight. Uh, town council. We'll see you tonight at the ballpark. And uh, you know what I'm saying? Take me out to the ball game. First round on Suchi Boy. No, that's not true. That wasn't part of the deal? That's not true. Oh, okay. There is no round on me. Come on. You get a round. Take take me out to the ball game. Yes. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jack. I don't care if I ever get back. I'd want to get out of me. There were a couple of GLers, Rook, that seriously were wondering how were your sisters were because they were saying that they would stop by to tip. It's probably out that way up in the outfield. You know what? I'm generous. If a GLer, you town suck. council member, you if you can find me in the ballpark, 
I will buy you a beer. All right. There wow. You go. There you that have is it. so nice of you, And Kenny. I hope Ms. Lord oh, gets back to us maybe next week. That'd be the fun manager of the her. Spam Museum, Seville Collins de Montenay, Fitzalan de Dinan Lord. Now married to Kenneth Lowell Harvey Oscar Johnson. Gotcha. Why do these people have so many names? Why does Harv- Why does Ken Johnson? He went to high school as Ken Johnson. Sure. In Barnesville. Yep. Why is his name Kenneth Lowell Harvey Oscar Johnson? I see. You see what? I don't know. You don't know a damn thing. <laughs> I'm stalling for Rookie to get the information that he's trying to obtain. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. Are you serious? Well, congratulations. Can I, can I announce that? Spam people. I can announce that. Okay. Breaking news right. on the podcast. Is that Maria? Teresa. Teresa. All right. I'm on the podcast, so I got to go. I'll see you tonight. Bye. What happened? Uh, she said Reavers drinks town for town council free. members free? Uh, no, did not say that. Oh. But they can go to Gray Duck, the Gray Duck bar, and look for Teresa. She's a beautiful blonde-haired uh, lady. And uh, give her a good tip. Gray Duck is the bar that she works at. Well, what do you want to announce? That's nothing. Uh, there's only three cabins left. Oh, on the trip? For the trip. Wow. So they, Is Teresa going? Yes. They're flirting with ordering another ship. Well, they better. Or a lot of people will be towed behind in a dinghy. <laughs> in the raft. <laughs> in the ra- I'll be back with the little boat. The little boat. That's from Splash. Another great movie <laughs> reference. When's the last time you saw Splash? I don't know. What, what a I week have. I'm having. Um, God. I can't take it. I bet there's a podcast found on Pod MN about John Candy movies. There's got to be a, a group that does that. So go to Pod MN you're on your smartphone. Right. I'm, you're right. He's a was a, a, a theatrical genius. You're right. You're right. And, and you, he was a big guy. You're always right. <laughs> How about YouTube? I bet there's a lot of John Candy on YouTube as well. But I'd like you to subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube if you would. Kenny's please. gone. He has to get to the ballpark. Yeah, long see you, Kenny. Long, long drive. We'll talk drive. to you. We'll try to find Where's Waldo tonight at Target Field. Uh, and then, of course, the bigwigs here, the town council people, they're doing all sorts of events with us garage logicians. You can, too, by signing up at garagelogic.com for the town council. You get insider stuff, man. It's, it's peanuts. Pennies and a dollar. Can I announce it? <laughs> We're thinking, oh, you know, she's at the great <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. <sighs> I just because I couldn't remember what they changed because didn't it used to be Barrio and it used to be something else? And it, then was it was Barrio and then it was uh, Goose Island. Captain Morgan's. Is she married? Yes, Teresa. She's married to Bartwood. Who's <coughs> a wonderful man. <coughs> How old is she now? In her sixties. I am fifty-four. <coughs> she was born in sixty-two or sixty-three. She's only about what sixty-three. Yeah, she's. Well, she hasn't hit 60 yet. She must be 58. Um, Yes, she has Christina, who's married with children. She has um, Marissa, uh, Lexi, and... uh, But none by this guy. Yeah. Oh, um, Oh, is this her only hubby? This is her second husband. Second. Uh, Her... She was married once. Her ex-husband, Benji Mann, died. Oh, that's right. And then she met Bart, and they've been together for a long time. Wonderful. Probably 30 years, I think, now. I've got 30 years, July 24th. Congratulations. I got about 110. Yeah. Um, Mine just started talking to me again. So I've. Well, you know what? That is a plus. Yeah, communication <laughs> is the key. 
What's the th- a thirtieth anniversary thing? Oh, you do their nails or something. <laughs> uh, gift. What is the gift? What? There's no gift. Yeah, it's <laughs> like paper or anniversary gifts by year. Suchi boy, I'm ready for you. The mayor is very confused about the Barbie movie. <gasps> oh wait. Okay. Uh, you'll be surprised to learn who the manager of the Spam Museum really is. Do we capitalize Spam? And Museum. Actually, is. Okay. Royce. So, yes, sir. I'm just wondering uh, if the sun will be in our eyes out there. <coughs> no. I'm also wondering if I should bring binoculars. I think I'll bring my glove. Please do. Did you do we're going to break because, down Barbie? Yes. Okay, good. Because I think Leland is also going to bring his, and I want a photo of the two of you with your gloves. I'm bringing my glove. You still I, have one. Uh, yeah, I told you my glove story. I got a great glove. It was Joe Decker's relief pitcher for the Twins. Nice. She's well broken in. I bet. A lily bouquet. So I'll be riding along with Bernie, and I'll be holding my glove. Are we there yet? Pearls. What? Pearls is the 30th anniversary gift. Pearls? You got no shot. No, no. Well, yeah, why no you, shot. Why I might s- go for lilies are the flower representing this anniversary. A lily bouquet can go be used. F- go with a lily. Yeah, less expensive. Yeah. Well, not if you get a necklace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seven. You I'm sorry. Just, you I don't are. get it. Okay. A lily necklace? I hope necklace? you don't. Yeah, you probably won't I get one. I hope you don't get one, yeah. <laughs> a lily necklace? No. no. A pearl necklace. Right. <laughs> what? Oh, he just snotted himself. Pearl. Or right. a necklace. Right. Beautiful, beautiful necklace. You're usually like right around here, right, Ruck? Yep. Right. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> What's so odd about wondering know. about a pearl I necklace? I don't know. Do you remember our run of introducing terms from Urban Dictionary to the mayor? Off yes. The, off the air? Yes. Is that one? Pearls? Sure yeah. is. Sure is. Hey, Burley. All right, I have to go back to the airport. You know what? I hope you get run over by a plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, crap. I need to... Uh, you know what I'll do? I'll link that Charles Strolley sh- um, story. Because you did that one. Yeah. Well, I need to post links to the show, and usually yeah. Johnny sends me news stories. Yeah. Yeah. And Rookie's going to give Mick a pro. No, well, I mean, aren't they expensive? They are very expensive. You really pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's Pearl. the key. That's the key is you really pay for it. Pearl necklace. Oh, my Lord. Whoops, sorry. <laughs> the town council is either oh, laughing their ass off or furious going. with us. They're long gone. All right. <laughs> 
what about guys? Stacy's nephew's coming. Stacy, we're still mad that you're not going. Why is she going? She uh, she had to work or something. I can't remember. Down in the boondocks. Oh, I see what it is. Yep. Uh, okay. You got through the filter, did you? Why would you do that? <laughs> well, it's your anniversary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to find the right one. Okay. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'll be damned. Yeah. There's a lot of shit. There's some there. stuff. Yeah. Let me just get back to baseball. Basics. Put some spokes in my. I got some cards. I'm gonna attach them to my wheels. Put them in my spokes. Isn't there anything sacred anymore? No. Not a damn thing. Nope. Oh, for God's sakes. Shame on us. What? We went through this whole show without oh, mentioning Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett. God damn it. Well, we'll do it Monday with Johnny. Well, he died yesterday. Yeah, well, but you know what? Johnny has a little music credibility, though. Anybody has credibility with Tony Bennett. I'm really happy to be here. God, that was the greatest skit, Saturday yeah. Night Live. He was holding the, uh, yeah, the, the buzzer. The clicker. It's just great. I'm just happy to be here. It's just great. The best part of that whole bit is when Norm pulls up in the podium as, yeah. yes. I said my podium in the shop. <laughs> who I is just, Andre the Giant? I don't know. I just want to know who I he is. I just want to know who he is. God. I want to know how much of that was not scripted. Oh, they're hilarious. All right, guys. See you tonight. 5,000? Yeah. 5,000. Yeah. So, Bernie, I said hi on the way in, will you? Yeah. 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 I wonder where Bernie parks. Don't know. Well, I can tell you this. All right. Uh. Bye, Council. It's 82 degrees.